Welcome to Success Quest. Become your best self and join the revolution to success. Hey there, Questers. I'm Caleb. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, here we focus on the areas of success that aren't typically focused on. And to accomplish this, we seek out experts in different fields like mental health, relationships, business, in order to help you more fully understand how you can get further along on your quest for success. On today's episode, you'll be hearing from Jacob Harmon interviewing the amazing Linda Sunshine West talk about her story and how you can learn from it. Well, I'm super excited today. I have Linda Sunshine West with me. Is Sunshine an official name or is that, did you kind of throw it in there? There's a story behind it that we can sh- I'll share in a second when we get started. <laughs> okay, I, I just thought that was cool. When I first saw your name, I was like, that is such an awesome name, Linda Sunshine. <laughs> I have Linda Sunshine West with me here today, and I'm super excited to talk to her. She is a mastermind coach, speaker, best-selling author. She's done a lot of stuff, and so we're going to kind of dive into that story and, and hopefully learn a lot today. Uh, how are you doing, Linda? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, first, I'll get into the story really quick about the the name Sunshine. Great. My name is actually Linda Marie West. And uh-huh. um, about you know, a little over five years ago, I hired a life coach to work with me because I felt like I was going nowhere. I, you know, I just, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. What was my purpose and everything. And what happened was mm-hmm. I ended up becoming a completely different person a happy person, a driven person, a person who had direction and, you know, knowing what my purpose is and all this stuff. And then what happened along that journey is that I started to become a happier person and people started calling me sunshine just out of the blue. And I was like, (laughs) shoot, I know five different people who don't even know each other that call me sunshine. So I'm just going to change my Facebook name to Linda Sunshine West. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Then I'll just start calling myself Linda Sunshine West everywhere. And so it, uh, it gets the same response every time. So it's got a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's an awesome name. And I think that it, from a branding perspective, I think it's a really cool thing too, because it really shows off some of the things that you are focused on and some of the things that you like to talk about. So that's, that's super cool. Well, thank you. Is You mentioned just a little bit about your story and talking to a life coach and getting to where you are. Let's, let's go way, way back and start from the beginning. How, what, what's your story, Linda? Well, I was, I was born and raised in San Diego, California. And um, my dad was a volatile, abusive alcoholic. So he mm-hmm. was verbally, physically, and mentally abusive. Um, to my mom, my mom got the brunt of it, you know, as far as the uh, physical abuse. But all of us got the brunt of the um, verbal and emotional abuse. And what I didn't realize until much, much later, you know, after I hired my life coach is how that affected me. It affected mm-hmm. me for 51 years, like the first wow. 51 years of my life. And I became a person who, who was scared to say, like, speak my voice. I was scared to uh, talk in front of people. And a lot of it was because I had this fear that um, I would get ridiculed because there was a lot of judgment in my household, you know, mm-hmm. um, between siblings and my dad and, you know, not my mom as much as the rest of them, but it just caused me to shut down. And one thing that's uh, a little interesting is, you know, I ran away when I was five years old, which you know, a lot of people run away, you know, when they're little, <laughs> but yeah. I was gone for, I was gone for an entire week. Wow. Yeah, gone for a week. And, you know, I just ran away to the neighbor's house. That's the first question people ask me. is like, where did you go? You know, and it was just to the neighbor's house. But for all intents and purposes, I'm five years old. 
I had Mm -hmm. the gumption to like, just say, I'm out of here. I'm not living in this household. And I ran away. And if it were up to me, I never would have come back. But what I didn't know is my mom knew where I was. Mm. So imagine you're five years old and you run away and nobody comes to get you. You know, it was almost like in my mind as a five-year-old, I'm right. They don't love me. They don't want me around because that's what I was thinking. You know, they don't want me around. And I guess after a while I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just stay with these people who like me and love me and, and want to spend time with me. And um, after a week, my mom called up the neighbor and she said, okay, Linda's been there long enough. You can send her home now. So I came home with my tail between my legs and my head buried. You know, I was, I felt like I was defeated and deflated. And what that ended up doing is it caused me to really, really shut down. And a lot of my shutdown was due to fear, fear of what would dad do if I said Mm -hmm. something, if I did something, what would dad do? And it was always based on guilt. Like I didn't want my mom to get hurt because I did something wrong. Every time my mom got beat, I blamed myself. I was the reason. Like I knew, I just knew it. I was wrong, but that was what I believed, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you fast forward to when I was 51 and I hired a life coach. Oh, I did marry somebody just like my dad, my first husband. Oh dear. Yeah. You know, a lot of us do that, right? We marry someone like our parent and um, I did the same thing. And so he hit me one time. And after that, I was like, if that ever happens again, I'm out of here. You know, Mm -hmm. fortunately that never happened again because I got out of there faster than that could. Um, But when my daughter was four weeks old and my son was 14 months old, that was the day I decided that I was out of there. I put a diaper bag over one shoulder. I put a purse over my other shoulder. I put my son in my hip on my hip and my daughter in the baby case. And I literally walked out because I didn't have a car. So Mm. I walked out. I was not going to live the same life my mom had lived. It was like one of those decisions I made. And um, the smartest decision I made in my life, I believe, because I wasn't going to put up with that abuse, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, so after I left, I was single, a single mom for about three and a half years. And then I met my current husband, which I've been with him for 31 years now. And amazing. He's it's like polar opposites. Uh, He really cares about me. He's considerate. He's kind. He's uh, Mm -hmm. really wants me to succeed. He wants to do what he can to help. And so he's very supportive, which I know how blessed I am to have that. And, um, but still, even though my husband is amazing, I still had these doubts about myself that started from when I was a child and then carried into my first husband told me how stupid and ignorant I was on a daily basis. And I believed him. So even though my current husband said, you're amazing, you're brilliant, you're smart, you're awesome, you, you know, all these amazing things about me, I didn't believe him because the other stuff was so deep rooted into my psyche and who I believed I was that it didn't matter what, what he said about me good because I just would never believe him, you know? So mm-hmm. now we fast forward 51 years and I hired a life coach and she's the one who helped me to like whittle away, like peel the onion, so to speak, you know, and to see who really is inside. And man, it's, it's been, it was an amazing journey that I went on with her for five months. And I just kept uh, growing and growing and growing 
on a weekly basis, people would say, you're, you're so different this week than you were last week. You know, I was just making a real effort to change. It was fantastic. So that was in um, August of 2014. I worked with her until November of 2014. And then um, I had been in the corporate world for 36 years. And in that 36 years, I had had a very a varied uh, work experience. I didn't have just one job. I had many jobs. And my last job was working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So for my type of work, because I was a legal secretary, I made it like, this is it. Oh, my God, I made it. This is the job of my life. You know, uh-huh. I hated that job. It was so <laughs> boring. Oh, my God. I was making really, really good money, like really, really close to six figures as a secretary. You know, that's a lot of money. And um, but I was so bored. And, you know, one day I was driving to work and I felt like God talked to me. And he said, are you ready to get on the right path? And I said, yeah. You know, he didn't say those words out loud, of course, but that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, I have faith. I have, um, I have faith that everything's going to work out. And I gave my notice that day at work. Wow. And then I came home and told my husband, I quit my job. You know, I gave my notice. I quit my job and I'm going to follow my dream and passion of helping people. <laughs> and he's like, okay, like, how are you going to make money? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure that out. God will provide, you know, I have faith, you know? And so I started the journey of, literally jumping without a net because it was just one day, boom, I'm quitting my job. No plan Hmm. of action at all. So after I had been working with that life coach for five months and uh, when January came around, January, 2015, I wanted to continue making changes in my life and continue growing. And so I decided on January 1st that I was going to face a fear every day for a year because I knew that I had a lot of fears that I needed to face. And so I did. Mm -hmm. And I faced a fear every single day for an entire year. The first thing I'd ask myself, you know, when I woke up every morning is I'd say, what scares me? And I wait till the answer came. So whatever was the very first thing that popped into my head that day, I had to do it. That was my commitment to myself. And um, it helped me to grow exponentially, exponentially. Mm -hmm. I gained confidence that I didn't have before. I started to believe who I am. And whereas before I used to always say, oh, I'm not smart. Oh, I'm dumb. I I don't want to talk to people because they'll get, they'll catch on to me. They'll see how stupid and ignorant I am. Like my first husband used to tell me. And um, now it's completely different. I'm like polar opposite. I believe in myself. I have confidence in what I'm doing. I help so many people to also gain confidence and clarity and focus in their business. You know, I work with women and man, just to have that confidence to do that and to know you have that confidence. I had confidence before, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've I've had a lot of jobs. I had confidence to go get new jobs. I had confidence to do a lot of things, but I didn't know I was confident. Now I know I'm confident. So I go into things saying, I know I got this, that this is going to happen. And it completely has changed, you know, who I am and how I operate and how I talk to people and everything. That is incredible. That's one of the most amazing stories of transformation that I've ever heard. Uh, and, and you've given us a lot of stuff to talk about here, which I really appreciate. I'd like to go back and kind of go through, I've been taking some notes. Okay. Um, and I, ha- I have some follow-up questions for you. Starting with the abuse. And I know that that can be a really, really hard topic, 
but unfortunately there are people out there that are that are still suffering through these things. Uh-huh. What would you say to someone who might be in a situation where where they're they're either being abused or or they're just in a bad situation? What would what would be your advice? Yeah, that actually gave you just you asking that question gave me a a sort of um, like a tingly feeling, you know, that, wow, I just kind of remembering on that moment, you know, especially with my ex-husband, because I was with him for only two years. And in two years, we had two kids together. It was like the fastest two years of my life, you know, the fastest yet longest, because Mm -hmm. every day was drudgery. Every day was pain. Every day was fear. Like I was just riddled with fear. And um, what I would say is that my mom was with my dad for 55 years, mm-hmm. 55 years of abuse. And at the end, like the last, you know, maybe couple decades, he didn't um, physically abuse her, but he continued to emotionally and mentally abuse her all the way until his last breath. So my question for those who are in that kind of situation is I have empathy for you and I, and I know I don't know what you are going through personally, but I know what it's like to be abused. And I know what it's like to beat yourself up because what happens is in abusive relationships, not only does the person beat you up, but you start beating yourself up mentally. Mm-hmm. And there are ways out of that, Yeah, but you got to get away. You can't stay there. And sometimes people, I'm, I'm scared because I don't know what I'll do by my, this was my mom. She didn't know how to take care of herself. Cause my dad mm-hmm. did, my dad did everything. My mom wasn't allowed to make decisions because every decision wow. she made was the wrong decision. So she stopped making decisions. And that was kind of like what I learned from my mom is to become a people pleaser and just do what everybody else tells you because you want to keep the peace, yeah. so to speak. So towards my mom's last uh, two weeks of her life, you know, my dad died. And then three years later, my mom died, but it was like her about two weeks before she died. She said, you know, Linda, I had, I lived my life with so many regrets. There were so many mm-hmm. things I didn't do because of dad. Live yeah. your life with no regrets. And I, I heard that loud and clear, loud and clear. And so my recommendation would be to reach out to people, even strangers might be better because it, there's no history with family, mm-hmm. we have a history from the moment we met each other, like, you know, we're babies and then we actually meet each other, like what about three years old or whatever. Um, but it's to find somebody that you can talk to, somebody who's supportive, somebody who, who is hearing you, like listening to you and hearing what you have to say, because there are people out there, they can help you get away. And you have a decision. You have a decision. Everything we do in our lives we are making a decision. So if I choose to stay, it's my choice. If I choose to leave, it's my choice. Mm-hmm. Nobody is holding us hostage because even a hostage has a choice. They can right. make a choice to try to escape and, and risk getting killed, but it's a choice. So the point is that we have choices. Every single decision we make is our choice. So if you're in a situation you're not happy with, it's, hard to hear this, but it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would recommend finding somebody who will listen to you and can help you escape. If that escaping means leaving your entire past behind, there are movies out there you know, where people 
like literally up and up and left and never came back. You can do that. It's a choice. It's either mm-hmm. your life or your freedom. Yeah. And I know that you mentioned that you kind of took that baggage with you. Um, yeah. You Obviously, your first husband was also abusive. But even when your second husband, who is great and he was so loving and such a great man, you still had some of that baggage that just came with you. Here at Success Quest, we talk about how success is about more than just money and business and mm-hmm. Although those things are great too, we also talk about emotional success and and trying to to love yourself and relationships and spiritual success. All these things are all intertwined. How did you get through that and kind of get that baggage away from you so that you could actually enjoy the amazing life that you'd created for yourself? Yeah, you know, and that started with my life coach. Uh-huh. But um, it's kind of interesting because I worked with her for five months and and I used to always give her credit for all of it. And she would make a point to tell me that, that she doesn't deserve any of the credit. Hmm. She just happened to be asking me the right questions at the right time. Cause I was the one that was choosing again, choice, right? Uh-huh. I was the one that was choosing the path I would take. I could do the homework she gave me or I could not. It was my right. choice. And I chose the homework. And she said, you are one of my best students. <laughs> I, I call this student, you know, that I've ever had because you actually did everything. Uh I did every single piece of homework, you know, because I wanted, I was hungry to change. I knew that there was something else, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew I had a feeling that there was something else out there for me Mm -hmm. and I needed to find out what that was. So as far as like success goes, I'm definitely, I know this, I, a success story when it comes to making a flip of the switch to the brain and the mindset, it's creating new patterns and new habits in your life. Because those patterns, the old pattern was, Linda, you're stupid. And I would say, ah, he's so right. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I said that. I'm so stupid. And I would say it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I would beat myself up for weeks on end. You know, sometimes it would be months about one thing that happened, one little minor thing, you know? And so that the difference is that now, Somebody could, if somebody did say that to me, which I haven't heard those words since my first husband, but if somebody said something like that mean to me now, I say, thank you. And then I let it go and I just move on. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not going to, I call it like negatively affect me. Right. It might affect me, but I'm not going to let it take over my life. Yeah. And just say, you're wrong. Thank you for your opinion, but you're wrong. I'm smart. I'm brilliant. I'm brave. I'm strong. I'm, you know, I'm kind. I'm compassionate. I'm Mm -hmm. considerate. And like coming up with those, um, you know, the, those mantras, you know, so to speak that people come up with and initially you might not believe them, right? but the more you do them, it starts to take over and ingrain, like, just like the negative things, the positive things can also take over and your life can change. And it's all in, it starts in the mind. It's all in the mindset. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Cause oftentimes I think the hardest thing is change. Because we're, we're creatures of habit, right? I know that I, I have my routines, I do these things, and I might want to change. In fact, every day I wake up and I say, you know what, I'd like to change this, I'd like to change that, I'd like to start exercising more, whatever uh-huh. it is. But the hardest thing is actually getting myself there, actually starting to make those changes in my life. But it's, I mean, you mentioned it's all about mindset. It's all about taking action, right? You were making choices every day 
to follow through with what your life coach told you to do. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure as a life coach, um, they all the time probably get people who they're giving them the advice, but the advice doesn't get done. Yeah. Right. So it's all about actually doing what you say you're going to do, following through, taking action, making choices. And it's hard. Yeah. But it's, I mean, obviously it's worth it. And yeah, John Asaraf, uh, he says, you're either interested or you're committed. So I want is not a commitment. Huh. I am doing is a commitment. Yeah. I love that. Started is a commitment, right? So you're either interested or you're committed. So which one is it? And if um, that's why it really bothers me, like on Facebook, we have uh, (laughs) an event going, can't go or interested. (laughs) Maybe like, ah, those maybes, those are the people who are not committed. They're not committed to themselves because it's not making a commitment to the, to the other person. It's about making a commitment to yourself. So that's what happened is I committed myself to making change. Mm-hmm. I committed myself to facing a fear every single day. It was a commitment mm-hmm. to myself, not to anybody else. The commitment has to be for you and you have to really want, you know, have that burning desire to make the change in order to affect that change. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so good. That's, that's a value bomb right there. That's amazing. Uh, I'd like to dig. Value bomb. I love that. <laughs> Hey there, Questers. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far with Jacob and Linda. I just wanted to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, we would ask every one of you to go and check out our website, mysuccessquest.com forward slash audible, so you guys can get started with your 30-day free trial with one free audiobook and two free Audible originals. Um, Audible is a fantastic place where I listen to a lot of my books. My wife loves it. Jacob uses it. Um, So if you guys haven't heard of it before, um, go check it out at least. It's a place where you can just listen to some of your favorite books, and they have a huge selection. But anyways, thank you guys so much. Let's resume the episode. I'd like to dig in just a little bit to a, a piece of the story where you talked about quitting your job. I mean, you were you were in a very successful position, something that outwardly a lot of people would probably look at you and be like, wow, she's made it. She did it. She's successful. But it didn't feel like that to you. Um, I guess the first question is, how, how do you define success and how did you know that that wasn't where you wanted to be? Well, first, um, that was something, you know, I had been in the legal field for 20 years and I had worked at different law mm-hmm. firms and... When I saw that job come across, I was always looking for new jobs. I mean, that's I've just I've always been that way since I was 16 years old, always looking for something new mm-hmm. so I could um, increase my income. Because for me, a job is just about income. You know, it's like, how am I going to make mm-hmm. some money? But I also like to be appreciated on my jobs because, you know, my love language right. is words of affirmation, <laughs> you know, so I just want to be appreciated. And uh, so that job right there was really a cool experience for me because it was a government job working for a judge, you know, in the court of appeals. So it was a big, big job. And I applied and I found out later that there were 200 applicants of the 200 applicants, only five were interviewed. And I was the one that was selected out of those 200 applicants. And then when they made me the job offer, they didn't offer me enough. Like I wasn't willing to take the job for the amount that they offered me. And so I negotiated, this is where I was like so proud of myself because I negotiated right. a pay increase right off the bat. And so I ended up getting what they called um, 
topped out, you know, as a government, like you can only make so much money. And so for my job position, I topped myself out right at the very beginning. So I was proud of myself for that you know, confidence I had to do that. And I felt like, wow, this is awesome. I've made it. I really felt on top of the world because I was mm-hmm. working for this judge. He's the number two judge in the entire circuit of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is like five or six states. You know, so it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And um, as time went by, though, I realized how bored I was. It was boring work. I wasn't doing any legal work. I was the main main thing I was doing was booking travel for him because that judge traveled like 200 and something days a year to other countries. And so I was his travel agent. And I I didn't want to be a travel agent. (laughs) I wanted to be a secretary, you know. So I, I was about 14, 15 months into the job. And I was like, oh, my God, this job is so boring. You know, I was just bored. I was spending my time on Facebook doing things I shouldn't have been doing just because I was mm-hmm. not happy. I was so unhappy. So how I discovered I was unhappy was that I would dread driving to work. I would dread getting in my car. I would dread the alarm clock going off every day, getting in that traffic, driving to that boring job, being, you know, snoozing, like wanting to sleep. But I couldn't because the judge was there, you know, and and I found that every single day was drudgery for me. That's how I discovered that this was not the thing for me, you know, mm-hmm. but discovering yeah. entrepreneurship that happened through having my life coach. You know, some of the homework assignments were life altering for me to discover who I am. And once I discovered who I am and what I actually enjoy doing that really helped because because of all that uh, you know, I look back right like, because of all that abuse that I had because I had become a people pleaser a people pleaser by definition is someone who does things for others because they want to make sure others are happy that's who I was mm-hmm. I was a yes person if you asked me to do something I would say yes because I didn't want you to be mad at me I didn't want you to not right. like me and so I was a people pleaser to the the nth degree, you know, I was big time. (laughs) So because I was a people pleaser, I didn't even know what I liked. I didn't know what I hated. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what I loved because if you liked it, I liked it. If you hated it, I hated it. But if this other person was opposite and liked what you hated and hated what you liked, then I would go with them. And then I'd come back to you. And so I would just go back and forth, but get two of you together that are opposites. I didn't know who to side with. Right. Because one of you like me in my that was that was where my mind was was that people won't like me Mm -hmm. so the life coach helped me break through that by the way and that was so important yeah I think that that's something that a lot of us struggle with that desire to want to please others I know that I do I have a hard Mm -hmm. time saying no and (laughs) because of that I end up filling up my plate with so many things and I'm just constantly busy yep yep (laughs) yeah it's 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 definitely something I struggle with too my mom had this saying, and that was, if you want something to get done, ask a busy person to do it. <laughs> it Makes like, sense. Yeah, because they're so busy that, oh, yeah, I'll just fit another thing in. No big deal. And then they'll get it done because they're more like action-oriented, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can relate. <laughs> That's funny. So, So when you quit your job... You mentioned multiple times, and I hope it's okay to ask this. If not, just we can can move on. No worries. Okay. (laughs) Um, But you mentioned multiple times God and faith. And Mm -hmm. uh, I I, kind of want to dig into that because obviously not everyone believes in God. Mm 
Right. And not everyone even necessarily believes in anything. Personally, I do. I'm I'm very religious. But I'm just curious, how did spirituality and potentially even religion f- factor into your story and where you are today? Yeah, that's uh that's a great question. Thanks for asking because I um I grew up in a family, I'm not sure what we were, you know, were we agnostic? <laughs> I don't know. We never went to church. The only time I went to church was when my girlfriends would invite me. And every time they invited somebody, they got to dig their hand into a money jar and pull out money. Like, oh, you invited three guests. Awesome. You win. You get to win some money. So I only went to church because my friends would win some money. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of uh, an interesting church. Uh, but <laughs> you know, so I didn't ever go to church until uh, after I left my my first husband. And a friend at work was, um, she asked me if I wanted to go to church with her one day. And she asked me actually a lot. And I always said, no, 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 no. Because I didn't believe in church, Mm -hmm. you know? And so finally one day I got to the point that I was ready. And so I went with her to church. And it was probably about two or three weeks into church where, where I found Jesus. And I remember it. I mean, it was, I can remember it like it happened just this moment you know, because it was mm-hmm. so, such a profound moment for me. But then I became, um, I never became a Bible thumper, so to speak, you know, like I never <laughs> carried my Bible around. I never preached about it. Um, I read the Bible every once in a while, kind of like a weekend warrior kind of person, you know, but I feel like it, it, that didn't matter so much because what matters is the relationship you have with Christ and I, that's what I have is I have that relationship. And I feel like mm-hmm. he doesn't say you have to read the Bible. And this is my belief, you know, but what's right. interesting is, so this was like probably about 30 something years, you know, that, you know, since that, since I found Jesus and I, when I left my job and I said, I have faith, it was the first time in my life that I ever had true faith. Because mm-hmm. to me, in my opinion, when you have true faith, people talk about having faith all the time. But I would question their faith on this this fact: is if this thing happens to you, how are you gonna? How do you react to it, and how do you respond to it? Yeah, if something bad happens to you. If you truly, truly have faith, it's not going to phase you because you're going to be like, God's got me. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be okay. And I've been checking in on my faith for the last five years. And I'll share with you quickly. uh, When I left my corporate job, I literally, it was like the shackles were released for the first time. And and I just let myself out of the prison that I had built for myself, you know, after 51 years. Uh And I literally was like a prisoner who was released and just goes out and causes mayhem everywhere because now they're free, you know? So I was free and I started seven different like seven different businesses at one time. Mm-hmm. That was not very smart. I don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to I had to do it. And I had to do it because I had to show myself that I could be free. I had to show myself that I could make a decision because I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, in that situation where my mom never made decisions, but I had to I had to be the one to make the decisions. I made a lot of wrong decisions. I lost a lot of money. One event, I lost $70,000. Instead of going back to a job, which I could have done, maybe I should have for a while. Instead of doing that, I was like, that's okay. God's got me. There was a reason for that. I learned a lot of lessons. It's time for me to go to the next thing and figure it out. And I just kept going. Mm -hmm. 
and my faith was so strong, I came up with an acronym. Um, because at that time, I was facing a fear every day, like when I lost that $70,000, facing yeah. a fear every day. And there's acronyms like, you know, face everything and run or false evidence appearing real. But what I realized was that my faith was so strong in what I was doing that it erased my anxious reactions. So I came up huh. with fear. Faith erases anxious reactions. I when, love that. When yeah. your faith is strong, your fear is weak. You can't mm-hmm. have both at the same time. So if you're experiencing a fearful situation, it means your faith isn't strong enough. So check that in with so your cool. faith. Yeah. I love it. Thank love you. It. And t- I mean, to those of you who who um, definitely do have religious background, you may recognize the scripture in James too, that faith, if it hath not works is dead. Right. And so it makes me just think about really a lot of people say they have faith, but (laughs) it doesn't necessarily mean anything until there's some sort of trial or some sort of opportunity to really show that faith is there. Right. And even to all of you who are listening who may who may not believe in God, there you have to have faith in something, right? You have to have a purpose. You have to have something that's guiding you. And to me, that is God, and obviously to you, Linda. But no matter who you are and what you believe, there has to be some sort of purpose driving you. Otherwise, there's why are we even here, right? <laughs> Otherwise, why try to get success? Why try to grow? Why try to learn? So there's definitely something in there for everyone. Um Thank you so much, Linda. Uh, and I guess the next question that I would ask you real quick is after that experience of quitting your job and starting all those businesses and doing something that you're afraid of every single day, you've made something out of yourself. You've become successful. And so tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Being a mastermind for a women's mastermind for about four and a half years. And I discovered, you know, throughout all this process, uh, we we talked about, you know, the faith being guided and you having purpose and, and your why and and all of this stuff. Um, It took me a while, a couple of years to discover my purpose. Like, why am I here on this planet? What's my purpose? And I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. the facing the fears thing for a year was very, it was very instrumental in me discovering who I am and what value I have to offer and what my why is and my purpose. And I realized that I have this ability to listen to what you're going through without you even knowing that you're having a fearful situation. And then I can help you like break through that fear. And so I do this in my mastermind program. It's a women's mastermind called women action takers mastermind. And cause it's, it's all about action. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens without action because you can, dream, you can yeah. pray, you can hope, you can wish, you want, you can want, you can desire. But when the thing comes to you, whatever it is that you're wishing for, when it hits and lands you, it lands in your lap, if you don't take action, nothing's going to happen. So that's why I call it the women action takers. Right. So yeah, leading this um, mastermind program, it's awesome because I help women to gain confidence to ask for their worth. A lot of women are not asking for their worth. A lot of men aren't either, but I happen to work with women gaining clarity Mm -hmm. to attract clients to you. Because when you're clear, your audience knows what you're selling. If you're not clear, if you're not clear, they're not clear. So I help them gain clarity. And then the last thing is Mm -hmm. focus so that they can get faster results. Because if you're not focusing and you're not clear and you're not confident, you're not going to have a successful business. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. And obviously those things are applicable to both men and women, but I love the fact that you're niching down and you're really focusing on women and empowering them and helping them with business, right? Uh, we, We live in a day and age where everyone, no matter who you are, can really become successful. And I think a lot of people still aren't quite confident about that or not quite sure about that. So that's amazing. I, I love that you're doing that. That's some great work. Thank you. And just really quickly, you know, the niching down to women was actually very hard for me to decide. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't want to niche down, but for me, especially because I grew up as a tomboy, um, <laughs> I worked in engineering field for a while. So a lot of the people I hung out with were men. I worked in the legal field for like 20 years. And a lot of the people I worked for were men and mostly men. And so men, I was, I've always been comfortable with men. I was never comfortable with women. Uh-huh. Until I left corporate, because a lot of women in the corporate uh, field, the industries are stepping on each other or backstabbing, calling each other names, doing whatever they can to get ahead. And when I jumped into into the entrepreneurship, I've met a lot of amazing women who are supportive, uplifting, confident, motivational, inspiring. And I became one of those. And I love uplifting people, motivating them to take action in their life so they will change their life. I love it. You'll have to send a few of those amazing women our way because we're always looking for more guests. And I I told you this before we started recording, but just so the audience can hear, we've mostly had men on this uh, podcast and that's not on purpose. That's just kind of the connections that Caleb and I have and the people that, that have reached out. And so we would like to get more women on the show. So um, maybe you can help us do that, Linda. We, we would definitely appreciate it. So uh. I can definitely help <laughs> you with that. I'm in the process right now of uh, writing a collaboration book and we're looking for 100 women action takers. Uh, it was just a week ago. And so I know that this, by the time this airs, it'll have been weeks ago, but um, it, so the you know person reached out to me, asked if I wanted to co-author a book with them. And I said, yeah. And so here's been five days. We already have 140 people interested, awesome. you know, women interested in it. And so it's like, it's just a taking action step, right? Knowing, so we're, mm-hmm. we're so clear on what we need. We're clear on who we're looking for and we're very confident that we're going to get it. So we're putting our message out there. We're focusing on it and it's happening fast. And this is like what I love to help my clients do. And, uh, and also just really quick, uh, um, Side note, I do have the Women Action Takers podcast, and I'm looking for women action takers who want to be interviewed on that podcast, and so I'm looking forward to working with women, and go to womenactiontakers.com. You can find everything I'm doing at womenactiontakers.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Linda. We, I mean, I've lost track of time. We're already a little longer than our episodes usually go. Um, but where else can people find you? You just mentioned Women Action Too. Where else can they find you on the internet? So yeah, Women Action Takers on Facebook. We have Women Action Takers. It's a group. Um, my, I'm on LinkedIn under Linda with a Y, Sunshine West. And so uh, LinkedIn and Facebook are my main ones, but I just started um, dabbling with TikTok. And so go find me there, Linda Sunshine West. What a goofy platform, but it's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I I think getting into those new platforms is a great way to get exposure because there's not as many people on there. So if you get in early, it's a good place to be. Um, That's awesome. And your podcast, uh, uh, once again, it was uh, Women Action Takers. Women Action Takers. Uh huh. Okay. And is it already out or is it going to be coming out soon? 
Um, by the time this airs, it better be out. <laughs> okay. I take Sounds action. good. Well, <laughs> I always say whenever we have someone on that has a podcast, I tell people this is the perfect audience. Because obviously, if you're listening to this, you listen to podcasts. Right. So go in your <laughs> podcast app right now and search for Women Action Takers and go ahead and subscribe to that because – Linda, you're amazing. And you've given us so much value during this episode. So thank you for being here. And yeah, is there any other last pieces of advice or any last words you'd like to give to our audience? Yes. That is to live your life with no regrets. Live your life with no regrets. If you're in a situation right now that you're unhappy with and you're dreading, you know, dreading whatever it is that you're doing, how can you change that? Ask yourself this question. How can I change my life rather than being, being bored or upset or angry or hateful? Ask yourself, how can I take responsibility? How can I change mm-hmm. my life? Love it. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Guys, Linda. Thank I really you appreciate so it. much thank Questers, you for, for having me. listening awesome. and tuning in to this episode of success quest with Linda sunshine West. She has been incredible her story is so inspiring um she's even made it to heights that i couldn't even imagine making six figures decided to leave her job completely just to follow her passion of helping people overcome things that she has overcome in her life um so we want to thank her so much for uh doing this episode with us um and also thank jacob for his amazing um talent and interviewing people um just really briefly before you guys tune out um questers we are doing a $20 Amazon gift card giveaway and we want you to be that lucky winner. So if you are interested in getting an extra 20 bucks especially for around the holidays, um go ahead and go to our website mysuccessquest.com forward slash support and all you have to do is do one of those things to support us and afterwards go ahead and email us which you can do when you go to the website scroll down you can see a list you can email us subscribe whatever but you can email us directly at podcast at mysuccessquest.com again that's podcast at mysuccessquest.com once you've supported us in some way, whether it's sharing or purchasing merchandise, whatever it may be, um, let us know by email and we will put you into a drawing for the $20 Amazon gift card. Again, guys, it's 20 bucks. Like This is our first giveaway. We'd really like you to be the winner. Um, so go ahead and do that. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today. And we can't wait till next week for our next episode. So have a successful day.